0: Did you have to like did you have to bear a load or you just took it for a little spin?
1: (laughs) Mate, I took a big (laughs) load. the well-played DLC podcast Australia's juiciest gaming podcast I'm Zach Jackson joined by Nathan Hennessy
0: mm, hello and welcome back
1: Jordan Garcia
0: hello there
1: and joining us is a very very special guest uh, big fan of the show longtime fan of the show one of the OG fans of the show it's the show himself buddy Watson
2: longtime uh, long time listener first-time caller hey <laughs> <How> you on <going? laughs>
1: Not too bad, man. Is this, this is not the first time you've been on, is it? Yes. Yes, it is, actually. Oh, really? Oh, I thought yeah. we've uh, been on before. Oh, well, no. welcome for the first time. Yeah. Shout-outs to me. Shout-outs to you, indeed. Uh, good to have you on. Very, very excited to chat all things video games and Blue Heaven milkshakes with you, because <laughs> my man over here is a, is a Blue Heaven fan.
2: Man, I never had a Blue Heaven uh, milkshake until... I heard you raving on about it and all your milkshake testing. And then um, one late night, I got one from Krispy Cream. And uh, now every now and then I get the uh, I get the itch and That's I it. uh, have one. So and you're the I first person i let know. I,
3: I can take the Blue Heaven milkshake. It, you know, I draw a line at Curry Scallop Pie though. Oh, I, <laughs> I, think, I, think <laughs>
2: I think the whole of the nation draws the line there as it's well, as well as been kind of uh, proven or disproven in uh, Nathan's
0: world. I'm just glad there's a market for at least me. Look, I
3: heard um Scomo's campaign is based off of free curried scallop pies for all. So uh he's got Nathan's
1: vote. Oh,
0: he's fun. got my enthusiasm, doesn't necessarily <laughs> have my vote.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, look, I, yeah, it's you know, it's good to be that one person sometimes, trust me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Really? When are you uh, ever the outlier on that. anything
3: like that, Zach? Name one time aside from every time. Uh, I'm
1: not going to Mate, I could go on. We could have a whole show of uh, those one times. The well played uh, DLC it's outcasts. To, it's good to have Buddy on. Uh, Buddy, you give us a quick 30-second intro of yourself. Uh, my name is Buddy Watson. I'm the host
2: of the podcast, Radio Watson, where we talk about movies, music, games, and all things pop culture. I drop uh, episodes that are usually kind of uh, not really news-orientated and and kind of evergreen, uh, go back. I obviously did one with you recently, Zach, about uh, 30 Seconds to Mars and going through the discography and what a great band they are and ranking the albums and songs and everything and, and kind of do stuff like that. So uh, we won't talk about Jared Leto as a controversial figure in in the world at the moment. Yeah, um, no. yeah so doing the podcasting stuff and also um, uh, doing the streaming now. Uh, nice. My personal channel, Buddy yeah, Watson, so doing a lot of that stuff. It's that. A, lot of, a lot of good
1: nice. fun. Good to hear. Well, you have written for us before, which we'll talk about a bit later because it'll tie into what we're going to discuss a bit later in the news. But tell us what you, have actually, sorry, I should ask, Nathan, how are you? It's been a couple of weeks since I've seen you. Since you've seen
0: just me specifically, I'm swell. It's, uh, I feel re-energized, revitalized. We've got a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to in the next month. So it's a nice time for me to stick my head back out.
1: Nice. Jordan, how are you going?
3: You know, existing.
1: As we are,
0: we do. What about you, boss man?
1: I actually drove. I did my first day of forklift training today.
0: Training, okay. Yeah, so I need
1: the old to, Shenmue, eh? Yeah, I got to get on the uh, forklift. So, um, I was not. I wouldn't say I was terrified. I was. I was nervous about sure. getting on it. Um, and then so basically we were in a class of eight people four of them were like uh, two of them were were pretty well trained they were just getting like refreshes another two had some skill and then we were sort of told this and other two people were like also had a little bit of knowledge around it but needed like proper training so we were like the shittest two in the class so we had to go last We like we had to wait for about three hours for like before we could actually get on the forklifts just waiting while other people did their tests and stuff but the two people like before us were, like, no offense to them, but they were terrible. They were terrible at this forklift, and I was looking at them going, "Fuck, this looks really difficult." Uh, but it's actually not that bad. It, it, it looks harder than than, uh, than what it is. I think if you can drive a car pretty well, I think you'll be fine. That's my take.
3: Do you do you think you could control a forklift with like a dance dance revolution pad?
1: <laughs> no.
0: He's not there yet.
1: Not. Do you think you could drive a
2: forklift with inverted controls?
0: Ooh. They, they are
2: inverted. They are?
1: Oh, I'm done. <laughs> um So well, at least the um the fork bits are. So Yeah, there you go. Did you
0: have to like did you have to bear a load or you just took it for a little spin?
1: <laughs> Mate, I took a big load. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's disgusting tell me more we are a mature podcast now uh no but cut s- that s- yes no don't cut that keep that the the people want the big i'm ones. gonna cut
3: everything out around it so it's just that for the entire so, podcast
1: uh so it's only day one so it's day one of day three uh, of three days sorry um we did a lot of theory we did like five hours of theory first we got a massive test i got to do got to pretty much progress it 100 cool. yeah well it's like a lot of it's safety related, pretty much. Uh, but there's so there's two written tests. There's ones like sixty-something questions. You can get a four, four, four or five wrong. I I think like you're allowed. Uh, but there's a like a like a calculations test where you have got to calculate like loads and stuff like that. Uh, and if you get love calculating, so if you, if you get loads. any wrong, you fail. Um, but and then you've got like a practical, like like an actual practical test. So the um, the calculations one is pretty much like uh, a pallet weighs this much. It's got this much weight of goods on it. Um, this is the uh, capacity of the forklift you're driving. Can you carry this p- pallet basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're pretty simple, but yeah, we'll see. Dude, we'll do see. you
3: just respond with no, I'm not certified yet? <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I did not. But uh, you know, I did. I did take a a big load from the bottom and put it up the top. Um, it's actually a bit nerve wracking the first time, but it's all right. Mm. It's all right. Mm. Anyway, I so forklift training. Uh, More
0: involved than I thought.
1: Yes, yeah, so did I. Uh, but easier than what I thought in actual doing it. But anyway, uh, apart from that, I've been yeah, you know, okay. Saw my. Uh, dad for the first time in a few years just over, ever. over Easter. So not ever, no. But yeah, just over Easter, so that was nice. Moving stores in a week, so it's all happening.
0: Exciting. Do you enjoy adjustment? You take change all right? It is what it is, eh? It sounds positive. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, it's happening either way, so... You can either be on board or you can drag your feet, I say.
0: I love Papa's wisdom.
1: I should make that up there. We'll that <laughs> wasn't that bad. <laughs> we'll, put it on the, we'll put it on the box art. my might uh, a mug with that. Anyway, uh, let's talk games. Buddy, what have you been playing over the past couple of weeks?
2: I don't know if mine's an exciting answer or a boring answer because I've only played two new games this whole year, yeah, uh, which kind of any... marries up to what I've been playing the last week or two and that is um donkey kong country 2 Mm. uh, nintendo switch online uh another friend of the show jamie penning reached out to me and uh, we've been meaning meaning to be playing uh uh, games together for a while now and he's like hey uh over easter can i just
1: pause for two seconds yeah i've got to give a massive shout out to jamie because i'm an asshole i organized (laughs) open critic challenge at the beginning of the year, he keeps asking me, Can you hook me up with the scores? And I'm like, Mate, I'll get to them. I promise I'll get to them. And it's just, it's on that like fourth or fifth rung on my priority list. And it just it creeps up to the third and then something bangs it down. So, Jamie, uh, I apologize. I promise I will get them to you in May. I promise.
2: Maybe. Um, so, yeah. he hit me up. And uh, <laughs> we decided he wanted to play that. We'll do that co op. So, um... I don't really remember playing Donkey Kong Country 2 through to the end, but um, Jamie is an absolute wizard. Like, this is his favorite game of all time. Oh, he wow. completes the game at 102%, all collectibles, finished everything inside two hours. And uh, yeah, he we played it together, and it just showed how bad I was at the game. And usually, I'm quite good at platformers. Um, you know, Celeste, uh, Cuphead. All that kind of stuff. So, um, so you're
3: saying it'd be like if uh, I brought Zach through Dark Souls, just
2: to, you know, <laughs> basically. <contrast. laughs> that's what it felt like, and I, and I, it felt quite shameful for me. And only towards the, like the end <laughs> yes. end of the game, um, towards Why the final boss, about? did I start actually like putting in and um, getting getting good, as, as the kids would say. So it took us four hours, but we 100% of the game. And um, to be honest, it was a lot of fun. I have a lot more appreciation now for Donkey Kong Country too. Nice. Uh, now than what I would have and I probably wouldn't have re- would have been on my revisit list so uh, I'm glad I did and I'm glad I got that experience it was a lot of fun playing alongside Jamie and we streamed <laughs> it so it was really cool um but the game I played before that was actually Super Mario World and uh yeah went through that did the 96 uh level exit completed everything 100% it a lot of it was muscle memory uh, didn't wow. take as long as what I thought it would be so um yeah, I was pretty impressed with that, and I think that's what got me. I was I was platforming in Super Mario World, and then I jumped to Donkey Kong Country Two, and it was just completely different platforming that I was just didn't have the muscle memory, and yeah, I just went to shit. So, Jamie, thanks for the experience, and uh, thanks for carrying me through that game.
1: He's a good man. But uh, you mentioned that you're a big fan of platformers. Uh, have you ever what do you what are your thoughts on Zool? Yeah, I know it,
2: <laughs> mate.
1: Just let it go. You gotta you, you gotta let it go. Okay, it's not coming back. It, mate, it's. It's comeback. But nobody.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know, that's right. Yeah. It's still dormant. <laughs> I was kind of impressed by it. So I hadn't seen it like as, as I showed actually a couple of weeks back. I was like, yeah, this, this is all right. It's uh it's it's, it's close to what I'd want from like a Sonic the Hedgehog type game. Like mm. you know, it's got some speed, it's got some style. It's not the easiest it's thing. Got some candy? Yeah. I I don't get the whole candy thing thematically, but yeah, whatever. You gotta get something, right? Sonic that's got it, rings, man. why does he need rings? Just roll with it.
2: Probably to sell candy When that (laughs) game originally came out It's like Why why are the Transformers here? Why are they all
1: toys? (laughs) Jordan, what have you been playing? I've been
3: playing a a few things Uh, It's going to sound like the most me game ever I played a game called Cat Cafe Manager
1: Mm. Um, Interesting That was a
3: good time Because you know Cats cats. Uh, I've been doing a complete 100% playthrough of Celeste Yes, uh, very including good. including all the B sides, which are fucking brutal.
2: Yeah, what are you what are you up to at the moment?
3: Um, I am up to the B side for Summit, and then I can go finish the Farewell uh, level. Yep. Um, but and, man, then got, I... and, then,
2: and then you've got the C sides.
3: Yep, and then they have D sides as well. <laughs> like it's Isn't ridiculous. They have now? I, I think they may, because
2: I, I when I, I I actually got the Platinum and Celeste. Um, I. Remember it being B-sides and C-sides only, unless they've added that as extra, because yeah, they also maybe. did, the, like, Chapter 9 as the DLC some, sometime yeah. after it, too, yeah. which is quite difficult.
3: But, man, I just, you know, to address the last time we had a podcast, I'm so fucking stupid for not adding Celeste as one of my favourite soundtracks, because, my God, Lena Rain is such a good composer.
2: Amazing, yeah. Very good. Um,
3: I've also been playing uh, quite a bit of Guild Wars, too, now that I'm out of
0: Final Fantasy. April just installed that today and just jumped into it. What's going on that people are returning?
3: I don't know, but it sounds like every time I mention MMO, you're always going, oh, yeah, April's just started playing that.
0: In tune. I don't know, maybe It must be a language, but,
3: Um, too. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, probably the... Uh, Revealed for Bial's new expansion, and they're like, we came up with this whole new mount system, look at all these animations, and everyone's going, ah, no, that's Guild Wars.
0: Didn't Guild Wars have an expansion come out this year? Like, they had an end of
3: dragons in January.
0: Yeah, just snuck through, that one sort of blinked. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it is It is rising in popularity, and uh it, it deserves it. I'd probably say it's m- maybe the most, or the, the least contentious of all the MMOs. It does... Some things really well, uh, and he's really, really casual friendly, but it also, you know, there's no perfect way to design a game like that, so it just does what it does well.
0: My engineer never gets no love, so it's always hard going.
1: Nice, yeah, Nathan. What have you been playing?
0: Knocked off a couple of pleasures, oh mate. So, uh, going back a couple of weeks because we've had a couple of weeks since we last spoke. Knocked off I, The Somnium Files. So that was kind of in the vein of games like um, The Zero Escape, excuse me, Zero Escape or Phoenix Wright, where it's sort of like part visual novel, part puzzle game. Uh, really enjoyed um, most of the writing. It sort of goes into a, some of the more cringeworthy anime tropes at times, a bit over-sexualized. Um, but otherwise, you know, full, full du- dual voice acting that was pretty decent um really enjoyed the story didn't like the gameplay too much in terms of the puzzles but it's got a sequel coming out in June so uh this was a big pledge for me to get out of the way I I I like Spike Chunsoft and the sort of visual novelty type games they pop out so that was happy to knock off my list and then the other one was Doom Eternal um so I played a little bit of that on the PlayStation 5 previously uh no PS4 on launch then played on PS5 and then, like, I'd only ever get a few missions in and just stop and restart. So uh, the pledge this year was to start it on Xbox One X, make it through, and it sunk its hooks into me. That game just performs phenomenally well on the Xbox Series X. Um, full ray tracing, 60 frames, just looks phenomenal. And it's it's such a tight game that once I was able to sit down and, like, really immerse myself in it with some good headphones, um, I couldn't put it down until I knocked it off. It was a It was a real joy.
2: How's that? the difficulty in Doom?
0: Yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm so pleased you asked that because in Doom Eternal, I, I played on the, like, the normal difficulty, but it doesn't feel like the normal difficulty you'd get when you typically come to a first-person shooter, but rather it feels like a continuation of the normal difficulty in Doom 2016. So if you select normal and didn't finish your, like Doom from 2016, it's probably brutally hard. Like It's expecting you to already have those basic skills, the jumping, the switching of weapons, know all the enemies' weaknesses, and just use it on the fly. So it it was, it it was hard because I hadn't played Twenty Sixteen since like Twenty Sixteen, but um, very rewarding once I did get my my stripes back on.
2: Nice. Normal with a caveat.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 So no, absolutely no shame in Easy if it's uh if you're rusty, with Doom as it is, and have come in, um from the rain. But uh, I, I I loved it, particularly the soundtrack. Like I, it's yeah Doom Doom's got a very unique heavy soundtrack that I don't think a lot of other games could really rival at the moment
1: Mm. have you played the Wolfenstein games the new ones
0: um mm, yeah 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 I liked them I'm really keen to see when we're gonna finally get like a proper sequel to the second because it it very much ends with a a very hint hint cliffhanger like hey we're gonna have more in the in the works but I haven't played Youngblood and I don't assume that necessarily fills the the sequel gap it's a bit more of a spin-off right
1: yeah,
2: Doom, yeah. Doom, Youngblood is the only Doom game I've played because I was wasn't, wasn't oh, sorry Wolfenstein, because um, I wasn't really attracted to the franchise mm. um, with the gun mechanics, more into more arcadey, faster stuff, and yep. yeah, I played that all co-op through with Dylan. Shout outs and um, yeah, just did not make me want to play any other Wolfenstein experiences. And then oh. the way Dylan was explaining it to me it was like, this is totally different to. Any other Wolfenstein experience or game that you've mm. probably played before and don't let this be an indication of what this is. And I think that showed with like sales at the time
0: with how um little it sold. Well I think Young Blood you was a bit Isn't of a that damning. Thing.
1: Yeah. Um, but you have to play New Order or and the new Colossus, both are phenomenal games. I also thought
0: uh, the old blood, the, the spin off to the that was, yeah, that was, first that one was really. Wasn't decent. Too bad.
1: Yeah. Wasn't too bad. Um played any more Dishonored?
0: No, no, uh, it's still, the more I think about yeah. it, the more I've reckoned with the fact that it really does stress me out to sit down and play that game. Yeah. And it's really something that was remedied with Deathloop, where I just feel like if I put a step wrong, I have to reload, like I, I can't freely immerse myself in the game without mashing quick save and quick load fairly mm. frequently. And, and it, that's more of a flaw of me than the game. Um, but it has been a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a barrier, but I still want to. I'm almost at the end. I think I'm on the third last chapter and every chapter has its own hook and it's just su- such a thrilling game.
1: Nice. Well, uh, a bit like you, I actually finished a pledge
0: final. Big one too, by the sounds.
1: You yes, of Elex. Oh. oh, not <laughs> Elex.
0: No, not Elex.
1: I'm fucking, I don't know what I'm going to do there. How uh, do you feel though?
0: Because I've got thoughts on Ghost of Tsushima once I wrapped, and I'd be curious to hear yours.
1: Uh, I liked it. I really liked it, but it was wearing me down towards the end. Towards
0: the end, yeah. Yep, is it uh, stopped having new things to chuck at you?
1: Yeah, I thought the I thought the epic sort of like combat or the fighting uh, moments, like I thought they were really really good. It uh, yep. made you feel like an absolute badass and stuff. But there was too much busy work in the world that just dragged it all down. Yeah. Uh, And towards the end, you know, it's like, oh, I'm have to ride my horse all the way along here, and I see, oh, there's a standoff, and you kill all them. Oh, you then you ride another two hundred meters, another standoff, and then there's another fucking uh, Mongol thing that you got to liberate or whatever they use in that game. Um, It was was just too much, and there's side missions, and I was like, I just want to play the. But I thought the the actual game itself was pretty good. I thought the, the story the was okay. The critical yeah. Yeah, the, the story was okay. Um, yeah, I thought it looks it looks great on the PS5 too. Um,
3: they I made a PS5 too? <laughs> yeah, Thank on you.
0: the PS5 too. Did, uh, did you give you the go. DLC a, a look in? Or? Not
1: yet, but nah. I think I will, but I'm, I'm not going to go back just yet. I need just need a break. I need to play another open world game first. Another open world. I, I I really want to start like GTA. You know when you just want to shoot people, like you just want all the to... time as yeah. a retail worker.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you hate to admit it. In comes buddy. <laughs> like,
1: just I just want guns. Like lately I've been frothing just zombie, and that's why um, yeah, sure. for, I've sort of gone down this rabbit hole that we'll talk about it a bit later. Um, I just really, like, really want, like, a good zombie game as well. Um, not that GTA's got zombies, but it sort of scratches that gun itch and stuff like that. Um, whereas, yeah. We'll get a crew ending. together.
2: We'll start going around and uh, robbing people.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. Like, um, like an ambulance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> come back to that, will not <laughs> we? Were, Foreshadowing. We yeah. Um,
1: yeah, no, it's good. I think eight 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 and a half is probably about where I'd land. With it, there are parts that I really, really liked. Um, yeah, like there was some some brutal bloody moments in there. Like there was. Uh, I mean, the game's pretty old, but I won't go into detailed spoilers. So if you don't want to hear, maybe turn off for like 30 seconds. But um, when one of the main characters dies, um, and that probably doesn't give you much hint as to who I'm talking about, maybe. Um, uh yeah like one of the it's sort of towards the end of the game and it's sort of that happens you know I thought I thought that was quite I d- didn't expect that um and then right at the end so how many people here have finished the game
0: yes
2: no. uh, I got through the first island and then I uh I came to the ditch yeah, yeah, so yeah I don't care about spoilers at all
1: yeah it's not your kind of game yeah it's yep. not a buddy game Jordan I finished it. yeah so right at the end did you Save or kill? Or, sorry, spare or kill?
3: Um, Well, I did two <laughs> playthroughs, so I did both. Oh, fuck you. But my initial one was kill.
1: Fuck yeah. Nathan?
0: Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember. I find if you're given the moral choice, like, right at the end of a game, mm. that's supposed to be pivotal, I usually just roll my eyes and go with whatever... Like I, I, usually don't put too much thought into it. It just kind of grates me. Like I feel like the ending should be earned on the basis of what I've achieved up to that point, not a not a flip of a coin at the end. Yeah, I thought no, this that's one was fair. actually
1: pretty good, though. Personally, like I, I'm, I'm a bit. lucky. I could have fallen
0: either way. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So I,
1: know, like I, the I ending think Watchdogs. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't remember.
3: I, I think when it comes to Ghost of Tsushima's ending, it does a good job at. A, like foreshadowing and alluding to it very early on because it shows the conflict between mm. um I forgot his name. What's the main character's name?
1: Toshima. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost Jin. Jin, yeah, Jin's First the kind, ghost. <laughs> it
3: it does a good contrast between him and uh an old Mate. So, uh yeah it like it, it doesn't feel too out of the blue like some games do where they have like a pivotal choice at the end. Like, it, it always feels like that's the natural course that he's leading to.
1: Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I think I picked up maybe towards the end. I thought that would be the case. Um, but no, I thought, I thought it was too bad. But I did think that those fights, the boss fights, were all the same. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to. I don't want to, but you've made me. But I'm going to bring up the order again. Like, the, you know, the order was, oh, again, like. Him like crucified for that yes they were quick time events so you know that's on them that 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 was a poor move but you know they had these boss fights that were just the same thing over and over again and then you know Tsushima has these boss fights that it's just the same thing over and over again and they didn't you know they weren't any different like they didn't feel different fighting one to another um anyway Let's move on from, from Ghost. Uh, I've got a review game that which I will talk about, but Nathan, you've been playing King Arthur, A Knight's Tale. Uh, mm-hmm. The embargo is up now, I believe. Yes, the embargo is up now, um, but we're still working through our review. What are your quick thoughts? Because we only got a, sort of a quick turnaround on the code there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we only got the code about three days before the early access period ended. It's a super interesting game, so on paper I think the game sounds phenomenal, it's this game that's got all these elements that you'd see in games like Dungeons, or uh, du- De- is it Deepest Dungeon and other sort of management games, so you've got this overworld sort of management of Camelot where you get to sort of assign your round table to different functions, whether it be managing the uh, church or managing the sort of training grounds and stuff like that, and then um, as you take your troops or your round table through missions, they might you know, get severely damaged and therefore traumatized, earn these sort of negative traits, and you take them back home and sort of let them rest at the church and recover. And all these things that sound really cool on paper, but the basis of the game is that it wants to be a sort of XCOM tactical turn based strategy game. So you, with your round table, and, and just to be clear, you're not playing King Arthur. King Arthur's actually the goal of the game you actually want to kill king arthur the story is kind of absurd basically king arthur and uh, you sir mordred were in a sort of mortal conflict Uh, you killed one another and then this uh, lady of myth lady of the lake uh, brings you both back to life and then you set out to kill one another again the the plot is about as complex as that you meet a whole bunch of uh, arthur's knights along the way uh, you apparently the law behind this is M- Mordred, a dread Knight whom you play as has murdered all of their fathers and should be, you know out for your blood, but they're all really, really happy that you killed Daddy and all want to join up with you for some reason. They all share that origin story. So you set forth with a little mob of four and maybe pick one or two up along the way, uh, beat some zombies, beat some bandits, and move along in your ever slow and steady journey towards King Arthur. And look, it's all nice, Um, it does what it says on the box, but it's very basic, it's not a whole lot going on, so yeah, you've got these systems of loyalty and where you can have these sort of positive and negative traits, but you don't see, you won't discern any impact of anything that occurs outside of combat, outside of the core of the game, within the core of the game. So you've got these two things, you've got this overworld management, where you're managing Camelot and sort of trekking the way across Avalon to try and hunt down King Arthur. And then you've got these sort of little zones that you enter, kind of somewhat like Mario versus Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle, where you navigate about, pick up a few collectibles, some items, um, and then sort of find your way into these encounters. Turn-based, you hide up against walls to earn some extra defense and things like that. But the thing is, it's very little, very, very few Times Do you actually need to strategize your heroes, on at least on normal difficulty, are so overpowered out the gate. They've got armor on top of armor on top of health. There's like three different health systems, so they're pretty tanky. Um, it's very difficult to, to for them to really die or, or have much of a uh, consequence of any kind of battle. There is a roguelike system in there where if you do lose any of your units, they're supposed to stay dead. And you only go into missions with about four of your round table, so they will be missed but I've had no one come close to dying at all. Game's been very easy on normal. There's not a whole lot of depth there, despite all these systems. They really have no impact on anything. They just they just make for a lot of visual and, and textual flair. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that this is a game that's kind of suffered from stretch goals, like too many stretch goals. It was a Kickstarter game. Uh, I haven't looked into the Kickstarter page, but I suspect that all these systems, loyalty systems, etc., are probably stretch goals. They've put them in, but with no real implementation. They're just there to say that they're there. So all in all, it's a game that I'm I'm enjoying, but uh, wouldn't wouldn't recommend to anyone. There's not a whole lot happening.
1: Yeah, right. That's a bit sad because I've been quite keen for it. Um, yeah, and, and look, you might get
0: a couple of hours of enjoyment out of it, yeah. but it's, it's going to be like a long game. I'm 10 hours in and I'm still in the first act. I think there's four.
1: Jesus. Yeah, because I actually got a code as well, um, which I was going to try and boot up, but just haven't found the the time just yet. Um, All right, cool. Well, we'll look out for the review whenever that lands. Uh, Speaking of reviews that aren't ready, uh, that I can talk about, uh, Winter Ember uh, from Melbourne's Sky Machine Studios, which I've mentioned previously on this game, and uh, sorry, on this game, on this podcast. Uh, Yeah, so it's from Blowfish and uh, the Melbourne studio there. It's an isometric Thief-style sort of game set in like a Victorian era, uh, very like winter, very grim, very bleak sort of um, setting. Now, the thing that we've got to talk about quickly, and Nathan, you can join in here on this conversation, Mm. is it starts off with a... Bizarre... that's, That's... definitely another word for it. It's a bizarre anime cinematic that um, is just, it's something else. It just, <laughs> you, you watch that, like if someone said to you, watch this and then tell me what you think is going to come next, you would not expect that this style of game is coming after it. No, um, It's very cringy, very cheesy, um, poorly voice acted. The writing is terrible um but yeah so the story essentially is that you play as this arthur atarius or something like that um i should know i was playing it last night uh and your family is murdered um overnight and you uh, as a result of the house fire you get severely burnt but you get saved you know, you, you, yeah like you, you get saved and Eight years later, you return to basically find out what happened and, you know, kill the people that uh, did this to your family. And that's pretty much it. But, but yeah, so it's an isometric sort of stealth game where you basically creep around the streets. You can choose, a bit like in Dishonored and stuff, you can choose to either kill everyone or you can, you know, knock them out kind of thing. I've just been killing everyone. Don't care. Um, anyone, anyone who comes across me dead, uh, you've got a sword. So you can... Uh, but the combat is... I was actually quite... I gave this game a little bit of praise when I previewed it. Like, I was quite sucked in by it. I thought it was quite cool. and, But after playing through what I'd already played, and then I've played this game for maybe 15 hours now. How about just let me just jump, jump on Steam. Oh, Steam, 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 Steam. I played 13 hours, this game, and I'm I'm, at, I'm almost at at, at the, the end. Like, I've, I've got the big twist in... The story like i know who like what i have gotta go go and do next um so yeah i'm almost there but it's taken me a long time and it's just the flaws of this game keep getting more obvious the longer that it goes on so and i actually think my game is broken uh, i had to look at a walkthrough the other, the other night because i swear i had to jump from uh, one area to another Right. And I watched this walkthrough and the person playing the walkthrough jumped. And I went to the, to this, this, this area, no jump prompt came up. So I basically forced myself over this ridge by running, by sprinting and dodge rolling at the, like it took me maybe 10 minutes to, to time this, time this dodge roll to perfection, to jump across this like ridge as I dodge rolled. It was, so, yeah, I'm, and there's been a couple times like that. So, you can, you have all these, you have like a bow and arrow system where it's got all these different types of arrows. So, you've got ropes, you've got fire, so, um, and explosives, and, you know, all this other elemental sort of arrows. And what you might need them for is, you know, with the ropes, you might, you can uh, creep up on top of like walkways and stuff like that, you know, so you can bypass guards and whatnot. Uh, explosive ones might let you like blow a hole in the side of a wall to sort of creep into. Like like an area, a gate which might be a shortcut to to like another section might be covered in ice. So you get your fire um, one and you you know you make uh, make the ice melt. So yeah, you know there's all these times where you can actually do these shortcuts, and I've done it several times where I go to these shortcuts and I walk across this bridge and I can see like where I've got to jump. Like it's obvious like I got to jump because why else would it be there? Um, but there's just no prompt for me to jump, so I've, I've had to do it hard way um combat is average so basically you the idea is that you parry so you got to time your your block of of, um the the enemy and that'll open them up and you just slash them to bits um it's pretty easy once you sort of get to know the timing um it's it's very very easy so uh i don't know what, what else to sort of tell you um it's all kind of the same. You sneak around areas, you find keys, you you find uh, bandages. Like there was one thing that I quite liked in the preview where uh, if you get hit enough or if you get hit a certain time or whatever, uh, you, you actually bleed and you have to actually bandage yourself to stop bleeding and uh, the bleeding will actually drop blood or like leave a trail of blood. So if you walk past a guard, they'll see the trail of blood, they'll come after you kind of thing. So it was kind of neat. Like so there's a few neat ideas, but they're just not... They don't come together in, in 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 this game. And like the voice acting, like if you've ever played Gene Rain, which, which is the worst voice acting I've ever heard and that was a Chinese to English uh, game where instead of getting English speaking people to do the English voiceovers, they use Chinese speaking people to do this and it was awful. This is close to that. This is just... This has, I don't know, I can't even. It's bad. It's very, very bad. Nathan, you've heard parts of it. Um, It's comedy. It's a comedy fest.
0: Yeah, and look, I, because you showed me the early parts of the game, and you prefaced it with that oh cheesy, cheesy cutscene, or the the very cheesy anime cutscene. I was in for it. Like I thought, yeah, this this is this is kind of supposed to be quite funny, but. The game itself is anything but. No, like, serious, I didn't yeah. pick up on any humor in the game. It's quite grim, quite dark. So it's kind of a thematic contrast there that's a bit yeah. jarring.
1: And there's a couple of times where the main guy will try and you know be funny, and he'll deliver lines, but they're just yeah, they're, nothing lands. Lands um, like a sack of rocks. Yep. Yeah. I'm just waiting to roll credits on this on this bad boy now. And I, there's actually there was a boss fight, and and it was. Again, like, it had a cool idea, but it was just poorly executed. So you had to use your arrows to shoot, uh, like, gas... Uh, was it gas? Gas valves or something like that? Anyway, gas valves, and it would, like... You know, it would shoot the steam, and he would, like... Uh, and you'd have to go and attack him, and... That, yeah, but... Like, like the idea was kind of cool. That's but great for people
0: listening at home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was just poorly done. Anyway... Um, I'd probably give it a five and a half. That's probably that's probably where I'm going to land on this. I really thought it'd probably be a six to six and a half, but yeah, it's actually it's got it's got a nice little soundtrack. The soundtrack's okay. It's a bit grim, but um, one thing that I do actually really really quite like that that, that it that it does, um, there are save statues across the world, and every time you, I didn't know this until after a couple of times, but every, whenever you activate a save statue for the first time it actually refills your health completely and uh, any of like if you're bleeding or anything um it'll you know it'll get it'll get rid of that so it's quite cool i mean once you go up and once you've activated it it doesn't work so you it just acts as a safe point there but uh yeah like there were a few times where i kept pushing through even though like i was bleeding and i was my health was quite low even though i got shit loads of health potions but you know I thought I'm going to come up to a safe point soon so that was always you know that was neat uh, and there's a skill tree but the skills are kind of junk I don't, I don't really know what the skills are to be honest there's one that's like uh, expands your parry window that's pretty much the one that I've upgraded the most and there's they were almost um, all
0: passive from memory yeah
1: there's like pickpocketing speed um, anyway if you like Thief um play thief but then yeah, once, thief. You finish, once you finish <laughs> thief even the reboot I, and i quite liked the reboot uh, i didn't love it but yeah that's not enjoyed. a
0: controversial opinion coming from you
1: <laughs> uh so anyway that review will be up very very soon uh nathan you also checked out uh a set of headphones
0: Indeed I have, so I've been lucky enough to get my little fingies on the Epos H6 Pro, now these come in two varieties, they've got a closed and an open acoustic uh, version of these, now as I understand, and I'm, I'm it's been a while since I've had much to do with the sound industry, but the open acoustics kind of have this sort of hollowed out ear cup, so what that means is you're going to be hearing a little bit of the ambience outside of the headphones, and I'll quickly come back to why that's actually kind of interesting and i come to like that specifically in my circumstances and the alternative would be the closed which is usually what's in vogue these days that's going to have your passive noise cancelling it's going to be an enclosed uh earpiece that's not going to bring in too much of the outside noise now one thing i really liked about this one is i I was reviewing the open acoustic headset because it was sort of advertised as having this kind of expanded soundscape that would be really good for ambient titles i'm thinking brilliant games uh Like horror games, it's going to be pretty good for immersion and indeed that seemed to be the case. So I'd be sitting in the living room and if no one's cooking, if the vacuum cleaner and everything's, you know, like the appliances are off and things are relatively quiet, then this means that the sound almost sort of leaks from the headphones into the environment, kind of reduces that layer of being able to discern where the sound is around your ears and more around your actual vicinity. Which I found to be really pleasing and one of the main test beds for this I used was the Doom Eternal on the Series X and that with the with the sound layering over or or the music soundtrack laying over the effects of the demons and the weapons. It was this super, super crunchy, immersive experience that I could not play the game without the headset and I had played the game previously without it. It it did elevate the games that i was throwing out to enough of a level that i wanted to use the headset consistently now my final verdict on this is this is i'll be this is something i'll be pairing with my consoles you know um my living room is typically the quieter space in the house april gets quite excited while she's playing the sims so we leave her in the <laughs> spare room and so when the soundscape's quiet this is brilliant really brings to life uh the games specifically i did use this on my pc found that i'd probably get a better experience with other headphones when it came to music if I was just listening to that, but in terms of chucking this at a video game and expecting it to, live, to, to to elevate those games and to deliver on a really dynamic and broad soundscape, this one was brilliant. Big criticisms I had, not a very flexible chassis, so you couldn't rotate the, cap, the, the cups very much, uh, despite the fact that there are some clear hinges there that would look like they'd be flexible, and it just sort of lacks some features that I thought are probably present in other headsets that are sitting around the, I think it was like $270 mark. So, and I don't know if this is a caveat of it being a wide controller, but I didn't have like a chat to game audio mixer, which is something I take for granted these days. So, being able to flick between the volume of your friends in a party and the game itself um but other than that i was i was really happy with it so i think it's gonna the the open acoustics great if you're in a quieter house otherwise you might be considering the closed acoustics and it's yeah it's a reliable game companion
1: how much is it do you know off the top of your head
0: uh let me just have a look see i do have the rrp here it's currently going at about 259 rrp but i'm aware that a lot of Australian vendors at the moment currently have it on sale for as little as one ninety nine.
1: Nice. Hmm. Very cool. Uh, all right, you've got one more quick thing that you can talk about. Because uh, was it last week?
0: Yeah. Yes, it was. I believe it was very early Tuesday or Wednesday morning for us in the previous week. The Saints Row customization preview that was revealed about 5.15 a.m. in the morning. So this was really nice. Uh, so this is where we get to see what... I, I went into this thinking, yeah, we're going to see the character creator for Saints Row and that's going to be neat and all because Saints Row's always had a pretty cutting-edge character creator in terms of an open-world action game. They've always let you sort of go free-willy with the types of um, body features that you have and then they've never really been too restrictive in uh, sort of gender markers. Like, you can absolutely throw, like, female uh, voice voice lines of genitalia, what might be considered a masculine body, like they just kind of let you go crazy with that and, they, and they're quite happy to do so. Uh, what I really like about this is it looks like they're going back to a sort of Saints Row 2 slash 3 era of sort of groundedness whilst also being very tongue-in-cheek. So we also got to see some, uh, other than the character customization, which was really neat in terms of now we have uh, free and open asymmetry. So... You can play with bodies in terms of the, the right side doesn't necessarily have to match the left. So you can have some quite um, very characteristic looking facial expressions that are just worn by your character on default as, at the very least. But you can be trading in skins uh, with different kinds of textures. So a favorite that I saw in the preview was having this kind of moving galaxy, this sort of cosmos going across your skin uh, while still being able to suit up over the top. They also introduce things like a, a customization for weapons, so that's not just necessarily applying like a decal to a weapon, that's also like customizing the appearance of the magazines and the handles, grips, the barrels and scopes of the weapon, different color schemes or different patterns, so there's a lot of freedom there. But also just chucking out the the model for the weapon entirely, so they showcase, I remember specifically, uh, melee weapons. So if you had a sword, for example, you could be swapping that out for an umbrella or a big old leg bone or a golf club and just... that. That's the less imaginative. It was more interesting when I saw that they were swapping out um, rocket launchers for guitar cases and things like that. So there's some room there. Um, but I think that will be limited in terms of the presets available. I think certain weapon classes have a very limited amount of different models that they can use the character creator will allow communities to access different preset skins i'm a big fan of that i typically don't spend too long in character creators i like to either randomize or find some, find something that clicks or pull something interesting from someone else's game and i think the last big one for the, the customization showcase was the vehicles which was probably the big surprise for me this isn't just again swapping out decals like you would with uh, weapons in other games but this is removing the hood, taking off the, the the roof of the car, swapping out the engines, changing out the tires, having the tires rubber band from the vehicle itself to be used as weapons, blades off the tires, ejector seats, uh, absolute madness and then you're dealing with different kinds of kits for the cars as well, so there might be like off-road kits that you might want to check out, upgrade kits that are going to, you know, boost it sort of torque, you know, chuck on some nitrous there is a lot that you can play with here. Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't go so far as to necessarily say this is something that you see in a racing sim, but this is probably going to be the most depth of customization we've ever seen with regards to vehicles in an open-world game, and I think that's really exciting, and it looks to be something that they're really, really narrowing down on. So, yeah, customization more so than any of the other Saints Rows seems to be a given, but I do like that it's in a sort of grounded world that we might see in two or three and actually be able to utilize those cars weapons etc in really cool ways
1: nice hmm. buddy have you seen the trailer for this or have you seen any of the sans road customization stuff
2: not the customization stuff i just want to know how like big you can make the dicks i guess that's everyone's question
0: yeah, I and look, I can't remember, but I know it was something that appeared in the customization. They would have like they maybe didn't verbally acknowledge it, but it would have been in the footage. So I imagine it's just a slider deal. But of course, they're going to want to. I believe different answer, but I believe they'll also be swapping out some melee weapon models for. I, I want to say dildos are probably making a reappearance. I know that was that's that was, not surprising in the yeah, Saints Row universe. Yeah, I universe. mean when Saints Row Three thought that up, that was like oh so scandalous and so funny, and then. I guess it's kind of a joke that we all kind of come to expect now.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, nice. I haven't seen the trailer or anything, but um, I've seen kind of the just the initial Saints Row, um, aesthetic and everything. And just from based on what you're saying, it feels like this is like Fortnite has had this legacy of like building and battle royales and stuff. But it feels like the the I guess the fun customization and just being open to being able to have all that kind of stuff in other games as well whether it's Mm. monetized or not i just feel like that's just another kind of footprint that fortnite's left behind
0: yeah making your mark Mm.
1: very nice well that comes out august August
0: 23
1: is it it is yeah good on you i'm keen i'm more interested than i was um but also yes Open world game. Do I need another one? Probably.
0: After this year? <laughs> you know, bro.
1: It'll, it'll be on Zaxa uh,
2: next year pledges. That's it. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, well, let's move to Jorts Talk. Do you want to talk about Jorts very, very quickly?
0: Ooh. Sure. You Jordan, a good time. Jordan,
1: you want to you wanna tell us what you're keen for this month? Uh, well,
3: my big ticket well, item May, is... Uh... Sorry? is uh salt
1: and, Sacri-
3: salt and sacrifice
0: yeah boy.
3: i'm a big fan of salt and sanctuary uh i did the review for um for well played back when it released what was 2016
0: that's a while ago yeah
3: yeah yeah i, I love the game i I've, I've done quite a few playthroughs of it
0: that was one of uh, the first big souls like so wasn't it like that sort of kicked off the, the imitation trend didn't it
3: uh, I wouldn't say they kicked off the imitation trend
0: um, At least in 2D lo- perhaps
3: lo- lo- Maybe over 2D Lords of the Faller kind of kicked it off By going, hi, here's how you, <laughs> yeah, don't, make a, here's yeah, how you don't make a Here's don't make a clone um, But yeah, no, it's really good I'm super excited for it Because like, Scar Shooters did a fantastic job uh, Loot River looks pretty cool This one only came onto my radar Because uh, old mate Skillup shared it And I had a look and I was like, oh, this looks pretty dope uh, and Loot River. All right. Uh, and Trek to Yomi, because, you know, everyone's keen for that in May.
1: Nice. Buddy, what are you... Uh, what's making your jorts extra tight? Um,
2: just Trek to Yomi, really. That's that's all I have in May. I think I have a feeling that the majority of May will just be like... If I expect it to be as far as what I think it's going to be, it's just me playing Switch Sports over and over and over again. So. <laughs> yes. Just Tractor Yomi comes out, play that, Platinum it, love it, and then uh, back to Switch Sports, I think. I think that's (laughs) how my month's going to go.
1: Nice. Nathan?
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm actually really excited for May because I think there's a few little nuggets in there that's going to get my attention. Uh, I agree with Jordan. Sultan Sacrifice is going to be one that's on my list, but I haven't played the uh, previous one, Sultan Sanctuary. A hard space shipbreaker. I'm a sucker for a sort of sci-fi simulation in space the issue is as many as i own i don't play them it's one of those sort of games or genres that i really envision myself enjoying if i ever actually put the time in uh sniper elite 5 i've i actually quite enjoyed the sniper elite series i think i've only finished two one is irrelevant by today's standards Um, three i kind of liked in so much as it reminded me a lot of Metal Gear Solid 5, and I've not played 4 at all. But 4 you know, is a
3: very good DirectX 12 benchmark.
0: Yeah. Does it does it look good while it's playing? I think
3: so. I don't know. I've only seen it. Yeah, some players just benchmarked it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> look, Sniper Elite 5, if it if it just builds and expands on what made those those previous games so interesting, I think that'll be a, a, a good snack. Udian I'm going to presume it's a UDN Chronicle, which was a spin-off for a game that was Kickstarted. Uh, Rising is the subtitle. Uh, so this one's coming to Game Pass, so I'll be looking out for this. Uh, this is, again, it's a spin-off for a Kickstarter game that I think was made to succeed or be a successor to the uh, Su- Su- Sukaran titles. I could have butchered that one. But anyway, we're, we're talking in the realm of uh, turn-based tactics, and this isn't quite strictly that, but it's enough to get my keenness and warhammer 40k chaos gate demon hunters very big mouthful uh i think this might have been a, a turn-based tactical game from memory that's usually all it takes to to make my radar I'm, I'm not crazy on warhammer 40k i've had my time with them but um yeah whatever genre this game was in that i can't quite remember it seemed to tickle me so maybe i'll be tickled by it in late may i think it's early may anyway that's my shorts very tight
1: nice nice uh, for me, uh, Trektiomi as well. The one of the games I'm super keen for, uh, nearly would be in my most anticipated. I think it, pro- it probably would have been in the honorable mentions, and that's uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Swan Song. It's actually done by a uh, big bad wolf. Now, do you know what they have done in the past? They've huffed yeah, and Variety puffed Hood. and they've blown the house down. Fucking hell. You both went with little Red Riding Hood jokes. <laughs> um close. They did the game called The Council, which I loved from And that's just the
3: Red Riding Hood spin off.
1: Three or four years ago. Um so there yeah, it's this like narrative driven uh so sorry, this like narrative RPG where you do like uh dialogue battles kind of thing and um yeah, it looks like they're keeping that sort of Style for this, I need to read up on uh, Vampire the Masquerade, so if anyone's got a good primer for me, let me know, that's May 19, so very keen for that one, and then there was another game that I said I was keen for, but I can't remember what it was, uh, Jordan, what was it? Sniper Elite 5? It was Sniper Elite 5. It Sniper, was Elite 5. Elite 5. It was Sniper Elite
2: 5, good one. On Game Pass too, I actually might check that you out. Is it actually? No, no. Yeah, it's, it's on Game Pass. So. Sniper oh, Elite 4, yeah.
1: Or, yeah. Um, I reviewed, I think, 4 and 3. At least 4. I, I, I don't four. think you
3: reviewed 3. I don't ever recall seeing 3 show up. on. on it might have been D
1: Game Bro at the time, actually. That's yeah, right, 4. I don't remember, maybe a 7?
0: Yeah, rough. Yeah, I mean... Good enough, right?
1: I see I'm look, you're either a sniper ghost warrior or you're either a sniper elite kind of guy. I'm a sniper
0: elite guy then. Just
1: (laughs) they're okay, like like they're just third person shooters. And then you know, um what's that game that they did out Stranger Things not Stranger Things, what's that? Strange Brigade. Yep. Which is basically sniper elite mechanics, but like a four player. Well, you know, that was fun. Like, they're fun I, games, but I, I... Are
3: you sure you reviewed Sniper Elite 4?
1: Yeah, it's not on the website because it, we haven't transitioned it from yeah, there. Yeah. Ah, because I That's found Zombie Army though, 4. Very different game. That, What's that? They... I found Zombie Army
3: 4, which is a very different game.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, Zombie Army is, again, that that same formula, but transitioned yeah. to a 4 player cult. I've never... I I've, I've I think I've owned all the Zombie Army games, but whenever I've gotten to play a multiplayer... Servers have been dead in Australia. Like, you mm. cannot find a player, ANZ. Um,
1: But no, I, I, I enjoy them, but I don't love them. I think I, I prefer, for that kind of game, I prefer the more, like, modern, military sort of focused okay. style of game for me. Like, whereas, uh, and uh, not that it's going to be any, any like firing, like a real sniper rifle, but I feel like, Sniper Ghost Warrior is probably a bit more authentic than Sniper Elite. So, shout yeah, out right. to my boys. You <laughs> sniper <laughs> snob. I'm a sniper snob. Um, Ooh. Anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so that, that's my jorts. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, there was a game called Moolander, which I, I was like, I'm going to check out this um, uh, trailer. It looks fucking interesting you have to check this out check out this trailer it's, it's, it's a game called lander so lander is a 2d adventure platformer where you take control over your civilization's last remaining spaceship to scale varied environments in search of uh in search for the source of infinite amounts of milk tame the mighty cows discover hidden secrets solve puzzles and fight intelligent enemies um looks interesting i'll just say that so,
2: before we jump off jorts I I think I'll definitely be playing Loot River as well. And now that I remember that uh, skill up post, I did like that one and that's game pass as well. So, I'll be jumping nice. on that. Thanks for that reminder there, Jordan. Yeah, game yeah, pass is no, anytime. so good. It it's actually it's <laughs> the entire
3: reason we had you on the podcast so I could remind you about Loot River.
0: <laughs> well, i listen anyway, so don't, it, no stress. Yeah, I'm so keen for Maze Game Pass wow. All
1: right. Let's what are we what are we looking at? We're looking at we're about to hit one hour. That's right. We're going to do a little bit, of time. So we'll the other, and I don't want this to be like a massive, massive conversation. Just a, just a quick little, quick little uh, chat here. But so there's been talks around uh, Ubisoft being acquired. Uh, has anyone read this here? It's like a, it's a very, very small story, like mm. f- for, in terms of the information that's available. So this is from Bloomberg, uh, and it says, the article is, Assassin's Creed publisher Ubisoft draws buyout interest. Uh, Black's, uh, how do I just read it, go down to the article. It's by Ruth David, Dinesh Nair, and Giles Turner. that would be, wouldn't that be Giles? Yeah. <laughs> is, it? is it Giles? What did I say? Yes. You said Giles. Yeah, as in like Giles from Street Fighter, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the video game publisher behind the Assassin's Creed franchise is attracting, <laughs> <laughs> preliminary, sorry, yeah, is attracting preliminary takeover interest from buyout funds with uh, people with knowledge of the matter have set. Several private equity firms, including Blackstone Inc., never heard of them, and KKR and & Co. have been studying the French business according to people who ask not to be identified because they don't want to get in trouble. Uh, Ubisoft hasn't entered into any serious neg- negotiations with potential acquirers, and it's unclear whether its major shareholders is willing to pursue a deal. Talks a little bit there about uh, Big Uncle Eves uh, and people dec- have declined to comment, but it basically says that uh, Ub- Ubisoft shares have fallen 41% in Paris over the past year, um, making its market value about... US billion dollars. So the question for you is how do we feel about another large publisher or video game company being acquired? Would you be happy for someone like a Microsoft or a Sony to acquire Ubisoft or is it too big?
3: I I don't think... It's a matter of it being too big. I think it's better if... If they were to be acquired, it'd be someone outside of the platform holders just because it gets a bit exhausting seeing all these larger publishers in the gaming space more or less being controlled by the platform holders. It begins to feel more like a monopoly or a duopoly in a sense. Pretty much Um, what it is. Yeah, more or less. But, um, like... You know, at least if there's, like, other parties that take over those larger publishers, it still feels like there are more people in the in the space rather than there's two people going, Team Greed, no Team Blue. And then Nintendo go, Red.
1: And then Playdate go, Cheer. Yellow.
3: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it if it was someone that isn't the platform holders.
1: But we've had... Uh, there's been talks before about Ubisoft being or companies being bought out by third party. I mean, do don't you want someone who is because these just sound like they're just uh private firms. You know, um, what's the what's the term I'm trying to find anyway? There's a term for them that I'm trying to think of. Um, you know, they're just business people. You know, wanting to buy into video games, not not necessarily about video games. So I feel like correct and this is going to sound weird because it's Ubisoft, but they're just going to be about making money. You know, it's going to be more, as much money-making tactics inside their games as possible. I don't know if that can even get any worse with uh, Ubisoft now, but yeah. But there, there's been a bit of stink around Ubisoft lately though. Like just their games just haven't, I feel like they're not, uh, they're not as, that hype isn't quite there as much and every project they kind of t- seem to do it get, either gets delayed, it gets cancelled or it's flops uh, unless it's like Assassin's Creed and even then it's just too big. Yeah, It, it just <clears throat> it feels like mismanagement on top of mismanagement. They just need to go back to making games and not making money.
0: He says games, he means Splinter Cell. So. <laughs> not Ops. Hey,
1: I'd take... Um, I did that other game that one time. Oh, yeah, think about it. That they, one they did. I the watch. I think oh, I did the the crew baby. Oh, honestly, I, I didn't mind that.
0: Yeah, but if you actually spend any time playing Forza Horizon,
1: no, I have not played Forza yet, but I want to. Like the crew was okay. I, the Crew's okay, and then you I, play Horizon. I wouldn't like, say I'd
0: love it. shit! Like this is this is it. Um, um but, yeah. but yeah, like I agree with you. I think. They kind, I I feel like there's a bit of a assumption at the moment that a takeover means a creative shakeup, that things are going to change course for the better. There's going to be some institution of innovation, but I don't, I'm I'm becoming less and less confident about that. Yeah, you know, that, that's an assumption that we make when we're optimistic. So again, like you say, like if this is just some you know private equity or something just trying to buy into the industry and they're just going to adopt themselves a little studio. That's not going to necessarily equal innovation. That's not going to necessarily shake up the way things are at the moment. And like you say, it could just mean battening down the hashes of the things that work, double down on microtransactions and, you know, what we might argue are some of the more predatory tactics from Ubisoft games that we see. So, yeah, I think time will tell when we're actually going to see an effective method of where takeover equals innovation because I assume that's kind of what we all want and hope for. But I, I, th- I think that's still just an assumption.
1: Well, that's what pe- a lot of people assumed with Microsoft.
0: Exactly, and we're we'll right. yet to see what from that. You know, We've where's seen the innovation? A
1: remake of Perfect Dark <laughs>
0: from <laughs> Back Four A home. Studio, bro. <laughs> <where>. Good <Could> AAA. <laughs> Love that.
1: Um, but yeah, I think like if Ubisoft kind of went back to, you know, back to the drawing board to say, you know, just make story-driven games again, and not these bloated open-world fetch Quest games just i don't know make a good story again rather than cuz what even is assassin's creed now it's just a it's just, it's
0: just a name really yeah it's, just the it's a itself. flavor of game yeah.
3: yeah i honestly think assassin's creed now just exists as a platform to see what money making tactics they can get away with cuz mm. they they've, they've constantly pushed the the bar for what uh, microtransactions and how intrusive they are in the games that they have in Assassin's Creed.
1: See, so they got. I'm have to look through their through their games. Okay, I don't know what fuck I'm looking. I at. mean,
3: they've had some good ones. Like Riders Republic was a pretty solid title.
1: It, yeah, a lot yeah, of potential there. It's, it's not a game that I go back to. But it's the same thing, kind of. Correct. Yeah, yeah, different. no,
3: yeah, you're, you're right. But I think Riders Republic has more of a right to be like that, given yeah. the style of games it is, than something like Assassin's Creed or, you know, any of your. The Ubisoft maker? Oh, Far Cry uh. and Watch Dogs.
1: No, well,
2: I agree. Well, so right. many of their titles are like up to, what? Far Cry 6, Watch Dogs 3, Assassin's Creed 20, or whatever. Like, so many of their franchises are so deep. Like, I think they maybe they just need like a new IP and then possibly a new IP that's not the same formula as all the other open world mm. stuff. Like you were saying before, Nathan, like about the innovation, it's kind of the same formula in all their games and you can just get, kind of get tired for that. Um, especially the way they like you said, do do all the DLC and everything. So I don't mind the DLC. the DLC.
1: The I'm, DLC, I'm actually a bit of a fan of DLC personally. I like in that sense of it, like the... Um, uh, what's the Ragnarok one that they've done just recently?
2: Uh, oh, Reg- DLC, yeah. I mean, I mean, like the microtransactions yeah. and they're paying for season passes in single-player pa- single games and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you were saying before, if a company that's outside of the industry mm. that either doesn't understand the industry or doesn't care and it just look, looks at it as a, like return on investment, then that could be alarming. The same way, like you were saying, Jordan, that it could be, you know, the Monopoly or Duopoly. The, the ideal situation would be that it is a microsoft or if they do get acquired or it is a microsoft or it is a sony but then they do keep it on all platforms and they do kind of at least have the knowledge and and of mm-hmm. the industry and and the customer base and what they want and stuff and gamers so instead of kind of that race for content like all the streaming services are doing now like get yeah. our content here and then you have to sign up to a gazillion different things and everything becomes decentralized i think that's what kind of what is happening with this acquisition war at the moment it's just Mm, feels like a race to the bottom. Uh,
3: I reckon Devolver Digital digital, <laughs> Ubisoft.
0: <laughs> they, need, <laughs> they need to release a console.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, look it'll be it'll be interesting. Um cuz they've like I actually think the more money that games make and the more expensive games become and this is not like a huge like wow, this is amazing fact, but like big companies are taking less risks. So that I think mm-hmm. that's why Ubisoft are doing these Absolutely. Safe these safe bets. But I actually think that they actually do take some risks and I do quite like them. Like you look at like Riders Republic, a fucking open world bike or extreme sports game like, you know, no one else is probably gonna do that. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And then even with like watchdogs like, you know, they kind of it's it's the same formula but they they tried something different. You know, with Legion they were like, hey, let's make this like a play play as anyone, let's try and let's just try this, you know, let's See how it goes. So at least I think they are trying stuff, so, but they just need to ditch, yeah, the, the bloated so, open worlds. Yeah. Personally.
3: So do you just doubling back to that? Do you think Legion would have had longer legs had it had a uh, Ubisoft's design philosophy not been so homogenised to be like that already?
1: Well, obviously the original one you, you were talking about. Legion. No, sorry, you you did say Legion. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it was always going to be that way, so I, I can't imagine yeah. it any no I,
3: ab- absolutely. But I feel like part of why the attention and focus of it dropped off so quickly was because people were already fatigued with that design.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I, I came to Legion <clears throat> right. like late last year and I was enjoying it. But in the end, I dropped out because for all the good ideas, they're still constrained by the anti- antiquated Ubisoft design. Mm. Like everything kind of felt like a chore.
1: Because I actually quite like the stories of the Watch Dogs series. Yeah. I think like, 2 is like my favorite one. And then like Legion was pretty good. Uh, I had some cool moments. And even like the DLC for that with Aiden Pierce was actually really good. So um, they can do good stuff. But they just, they fuck it. Uh, I'm just it,
2: hanging for the new Division project that they're doing. Yeah, so I'm curious. Really
1: mm. Is this the Battle Royale one though? No. This is the one that we don't know a whole lot about. Yeah, Heartlands, it's like yeah. a more condensed type thing. So, um,
2: Supposed to be out this year. Who knows? Mm.
1: Well, let's move on then. Let's go jump into the news. But speaking of Ubisoft and failed, uh, sorry, not failed, uh, new games. Jeez. <laughs> <they, laughs> oh, t-
3: t- tell us how you really feel.
1: <laughs> sorry, I got confused between a game that failed and a game that got announced. So they've actually announced a new game called Project Q. Uh which is, um, where are we? Uh, the game which Ubisoft, Sorry, this is from uh, Rock Paper Shotgun. So Ubisoft playfully confirmed over the weekend that they're working on a much leaked MOBA dubbed Project Q tweeting, so we heard you. The game which Ubisoft insists isn't a battle royale despite its strong resemblance to other battle royales that shall remain nameless is still in early in development. Ubisoft have now offered up registration for testing and updates through Ubisoft Connect. Um, I feel like they do this dumb shit like this though, like Hyperscape, Hyperscape, whatever that other game was. Hi, you know, what? I
3: would, I am actually bummed that Hyperscape died because that was actually a really fun battle royale and it had some good ideas, and they just they didn't follow through with it.
1: Speaking of other games they got that again like very very different like they do these wild ideas the rollerball one roller where the hell is
2: roller champions roller just champions. bring it like come on
1: um they're too busy making tom clancy's rollerball or something i don't know didn't they cancel the tom clancy one it was like a battle royale or was that like no, tom clancy's no, elite think, or whatever the I mobile game with like all the different nah, the new piece. uh jordan knows what i'm talking about
3: i know what he's talking about yeah
1: it was like a few months ago they announced this like new Battle Royale or something like that. Um, and
0: everyone's like, bro, like Battle Royale dead. Next defiant. Oh, Next defiant. Yes, it's Defiant. Oh, yes. Defiant,
3: It's the uh, arena shooter that looks like a bad arena quality. Shooter, duty. Yeah.
0: Goodness, my brain really rinsed that one quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right.
1: Other news. Any... We've got some quick ones here. So the new Mario movie has been delayed, announced today uh let me just open that link up for you
0: oh no uh
1: nintendo has announced that the movie adaptation of super mario bros has been delayed to april 2023 Mario creator me 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 motto i butcher yeah. these names all the time um took to nintendo of america's does it, yeah, uh, twitter to announce uh that after consulting with those at the animation studio Illumination has been decided to move the release date to April 7 in North America and April 28 in Japan. It was set to release in December. Uh, thoughts on that one? Any? I
2: really hope Chris Crack, Pratt can find, uh, Chris find a Chris act, acting work in the meantime while well, it's delayed. <laughs> Chris a struggle, I think.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, but on top of you know doubling down on Nintendo stuff, uh, Splatoon 3's release date finally got announced. Oh yeah, oh, September gonna... 9th. Really, nice. I'm really keen for it. Uh, sorry, Elden Ring. That's the new game of the year, uh, and the Octo expansion for Splatoon Two has now been included in the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass.
1: Oh, oh, cool. Nice. Uh, all right, another quick one here. Uh, big old Ash Wailing, who, who loves his Blizzard stuff. Actually, he's got a really, really, really good interview up with. Tina Wang and yeah, I fucked it. Um, that that's it.
3: a crazy name. That second one. Uh,
1: and Jackie Wiley, uh, who is a senior game designer at Blizzard, and Tina Tina Wang is an associate art director. Uh, talking about the new World of Warcraft Dragonflight expansion, it it's actually gone off. Um, so check that out if you're into WoW. But another Blizzard news: Diablo Immortal is coming to. PC PC. and there's a beta. There's a beta starting on June two, so there's links and whatnot uh, online through Diablo's channels where you can register for that. If
3: I read correctly, it's the mobile launch is June two, and the beta for PC starts on June second as well. Really,
0: that Uh, sounds right. Here I'm looking
1: at the unless Ash has cooked it, the with a PC open beta starting June two. Yep. Yeah. And uh, PC. actual mobile launch yeah. also June two. Is that? Correct? Oh right. Okay.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Right, so you're saying it's
1: the same day. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um. Nice. Anyone came for that?
0: Yeah. I
3: am actually. I, I because I tried getting into Lost Ark and I was like, ah, I just want to play Diablo. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't want to install Diablo three. And then I was like, Diablo Immortals. When's that happening? And then like a day later, they're like, Oh, here's a release date. I'm like, Oh, okay. Cool.
1: There you go. All right, PlayStation dropped a triple treat of news. Actually, well, they didn't really, but uh, some Sony Santa Monica developer uh, named someone Bruno... Mars. Bruno Velasquez basically commented back to uh, someone on Twitter saying that Ragnarok is coming this year, which basically, well, still confirms that the game is still on track to come out uh, at some point this year. Uh that's it with Velasquez. Sorry, my Spanish is not so good. Um, other soon news, the PS5 refresh rate, uh, the update for that, the, sorry, the PS5 update, which uh, will enable variable refresh rate support, is coming later this week. Uh, announced on the PlayStation blog. Don't think Very it says good. It doesn't say what day, I don't think. No, but just look out for that. Um, people came for this.
0: I don't really know what the significance of that means, and I feel a bit embarrassed to admit that. Is that something that's already on the Xbox that we... Yeah, it is. So, so Jordan, what is it?
1: Give me a um, The
3: way variable refresh rate works uh, is it basically the, uh, the console or whatever you're using to output the video will send a signal to whatever your display device is, saying this is how many frames I get. And the technology goes, okay, you're rendering 90 frames, our refresh rate instead of, I don't know, instead of saying the monitor's refresh rate or TV's refresh rate is 200, instead of wasting all that power, it goes down to 90 to match it. So it kind of matches everything. So it actually comes down to uh, less power consumption in the end as well.
0: So am I ignorant in thinking like it's a little bit similar to what you'd get from VSync on a PC?
3: It's a little bit different. VSync will kind of... Cap your highest frames possible to whatever the refresh dynamic. rate is. Yeah. So, yep. it'd be like if you had a, a 144 hertz monitor, but your game runs anywhere from 80 to 100. Yeah. Um, with uh, the VRR technologies, which are FreeSync and G-Sync, uh, your refresh rate will become whatever the frame rate being reported at the time is.
0: Okay, that sounds pretty significant.
3: It is. It's pretty good. It, uh, it also just allows for things to be a little more responsive because it's not trying to find missing frames or anything.
0: Ooh, okay. That's easy. Yep, I'm excited.
1: Um, in other news they have pl- sorry, they being PlayStation, they have announced the uh the dates and what and the pricing for the PlayStation for the new PlayStation Plus. Um. So Asian markets will get, uh, which excludes Japan, will get it on May 23. Uh, Japan gets it June 1. The Americas will get it June 13. And Europe gets it on June 22nd. I'm just finding a article here from, someone, where's the, uh, from over here at Prestar, big old Shannon. He has got the Australian PlayStation Plus extra deluxe pricing and release dates, so it will, it will be in line with the uh, European uh, release there. So June twenty two is when is when we'll we'll get it, and you're looking at uh, PlayStation Plus Essential pricing, which will be uh, basically twelve bucks for three for one month, thirty four dollars for three months, and eighty bucks for a year. Essential. It's just this, the same one that we've got, I'm pretty sure, just the basic one. Uh, then you've got uh, PlayStation Plus, which has uh, some PS4 and PS5 games included. Uh, that is $19 a month, uh, 55 for three months, and 135 for uh, a year. And then the Plus Deluxe, which is the sort of hybrid uh, top tier one that we're getting because we don't, have access to the cloud streaming so no ps3 games big rip there uh, but you get the ps1 the ps2 psp classics that can be downloaded and that'll be 22 dollars for one month 64 for three months and 155 for a year and that's actually a fair bit cheaper than uh game pass ultimate which is about 191 dollars. Um, for 12 months so
3: it is a bit so. weird to compare those though
1: because it's um yeah it's not only is it uh game pass and
3: xbox live gold but it's game pass for pc at the same time so it's, it's basically two game pass subs and xbox live gold mm. in one but like you know i guess it's the only thing you really can compare to so
1: well yeah so what do we think buddy you know, you uh, you've got some thoughts on this Pretty good pricing
2: when um, comparing it to Game Pass. I know they're completely two different surfaces. Obviously, Game Pass has like your new releases day and date <clears throat> and, you know, PlayStation aren't going to do that. But um, when looking at like the PS Now catalog, uh, that had infinitely more games than what Game Pass ever did, um, even though we didn't have access to it. To a... So I'm wondering like just on a game per game basis, how much more things are going to be on this service than Game Pass or vice versa, even though they're going to be like, differentiated between retro games um and then ps4 games so it'd be interesting to see what the lineup is that'll really dictate actually whether it's good value or not i'm going to be doing it no matter what um i know they've already come out and said that a few ps5 titles are going to be like returnal and uh, i think possibly miles morales so for people that don't want to buy too many expensive ps5 games maybe just sub to this and play a huge catalog of ps4 stuff and the the odd you know big ps5 game that's already going to possibly cost them 100 bucks or 125 if you shop at ripoff rip off places um but <laughs> yeah i don't know i think yeah it all comes down in the lineup but i reckon it's going to be pretty pretty decent um
1: because it's double it's, it's it's essentially double what you pay now if you hmm. go to the top I, one
2: yeah, I think it'd be decent for people that want to play a lot of back catalogue PS4 stuff. I don't know how their indie support's going to be or their retro or how many titles are going to be there or what the back catalogue's going to be. That's probably what I'm more interested in um, than the PS4 stuff. I don't care I'll play what I play. And He's when a it comes poly waffle and man. That's it. So uh, yeah, like they've got to release the list soon, right? <laughs> like what is it, June 22nd or something? So.
1: Hmm. Nathan, yeah, you, we'll see. you got any thoughts on that?
0: No, much no. the same as Buddy. Yeah, uh, it's really going to come down to the catalog, as he says. But uh, I hadn't actually thought. Yeah, like numerically speaking, the amount titles we're going to get on that is going to going to overshadow Game Pass. Um, I'm I think probably the big one for me is just seeing how those older games perform on the new system. I'd expect that they run for- flawlessly, but just making sure that they do.
2: I'm worried that it's it's going to be like Nintendo straight like emulation and no. That's been rough, yeah, you... hasn't it? Yeah. And it, like, even if it's a good emulator, the fact that you look at Xbox and what they do with backwards compatibility and, you know, it, they play and look better and, it's and, a, and just it's run a, better an like natively, <laughs> yeah, a significant upgrade without having to do too much and the, have the infrastructure to do that. That's probably the only worry. It doesn't really worry me because I'm, you know, like I said before, I'm playing older games now that are not up res I'm playing Donkey Kong 2 and Super Mario, so uh, mm. it doesn't really, I don't really care about the upgrades or uh, if it's going to look better or run better, but um some people might might have that like uh rose-tinted glasses on and like oh shit this isn't the this isn't the nightmare creatures that i played when i was growing up zach
1: that's it what if what if that'll be on there
2: we can email sony now
1: we can we can we'll uh we'll have an answer for you next week i'll make sure i troll the internet uh jordan any other thoughts Mm,
3: no not really yeah. We already know how I feel about stuff like PS Plus and Xbox Live Gold, anyway. You
1: love it, yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, a couple more quick ones. Uh, so, as I mentioned before, I was I'm really fiending for a good uh, zombie game, and I've got high hopes on the day before. Uh, and I did have a comment. Sorry, Dev, comment. Did did have an article. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, that just sort of you know, and I was, we sort of talked about it. Me going, you know, in, into the depths of the internet. Well, I've I've divin, divin? I've dived even further uh, this week, and just I've just kept up to date with the Discord and the Steam forums because you just never know. You never know what you could hear on the grapevine. And uh, there's actually a pinned post in the in the official discord um from one of the head mods right and before i was like yep i'm going to take this as um gospel i call it you know it did look like a little bit of searching and it, this guy's legit you know this person is definitely the head mod like he's the person who made comments about how the websites were actually just down for maintenance but you know they're both back up well one of them's back up the other one's actually locked behind a password now so he says that they you know they're doing upgrades and stuff um so you know i i called them out for those being expired and he was like no nah, you know they they're going to be back up soon and they were so you know he's he's got he's got this post pinned in discord that basically just says that um to those wondering if the game will come out yes it will come out uh, To those wondering about new information soon we'll get it very soon uh, and then another moderator actually, actually confirmed uh, a couple of days ago that uh, so when someone asked about um, if the game will, is still coming out in June, and this, this mod basically uh, said, yes, the game is still coming out June 21. Uh, and then, um, yeah, just, just some stuff that I found from the Steam forum. So there was actually one of the game's developers posted on the Steam forums back in March. Um, this must have been pushed further down where I was looking last time, but... Um, you know, looking for volunteers from Thailand to reach out and speak about the game. So it's promising science. It's, prom- it's promising science, but...
2: Is it? Is that what you call promising science? Because, Zach, this has got blue box game studios and abandoned nah, written all over it. I'm nah, sorry, mate. We've, There's no way this is coming out June 21st. We've seen. Or yeah, possibly it is this until it is. year. <laughs> okay. I don't think it's coming out at all Look, this year.
1: You say that if, about... if it comes
2: out this year, I will Uber Eats you a Blue Heaven fucking milkshake.
1: I think I think I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna believe I'm gonna believe it's gonna be June June twelve. But if it doesn't,
2: you've gotta Uber Eats me a blue heaven milkshake. This year? Yes yeah. Alright,
1: we'll take that deal. Let's
2: Alright, good. No chance. Zero chance, mate. Yeah, I'll put it in my notes up.
1: Um mate, I I i never forget a blue heaven bet. Um about you, Nathan, you wanna get into this action?
0: Black lactose intolerant, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Comes out as blue hell, so that does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nah, look, look, these people appear appear to be in the know. At least the big head mod does. So they say news. Look. They they say news is coming soon. So I mean, I wrote that I expect a delay. So that wouldn't entirely surprise me. But they still seem pretty bang on that it's that it's coming. Anyway, we'll see. All right, quickly, other news. There's a new Apex Season 13, uh, Bangalore or something, rather. Adam's not here to to talk about it, so uh, there's a big article on the website. it's news about it. Um, uh, There's a new legend called Newcastle. Newcastle's abilities. Can't read it. Sorry. He has a mobile shield. He has a mobile shield as,
2: as tactical. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't, I don't know what this is saying.
2: I don't have enough Apex coins to unlock a new character at the moment, anyway. Yeah. So I haven't played for like but anyway. If you're into seasons and seasons, if you're
1: into Apex, there's a new new character, Newcastle. Looks like a combination of Cyclops and Isaac from Dead Space, but um, there you go. Where else have we got? The last one, hang on. last one, last bit of news, buddy. This one's for you, mate this one is just for you so formula one 2022 has been announced with new features and a july release date now you actually reviewed f1 2021 for us that's right what did you give it 8.5 eight 8? nine maybe oh, gee whiz did I give it eight point five? Countable well play where you get a big score no matter what.
2: Um. <laughs> 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 no, nah, that's other websites. But I actually played the game and reviewed it, and um, yeah, it was quite good. It was actually really good, especially for a newcomer for myself um, you gave when it 8.5. comes to yeah, comes to driving games and specifically simulated driving games. Um, definitely a lot more approachable. Last year's what title was for people that haven't played sim games. This year, I'm a bit worried because of EA's acquisition of Codemasters and what that's going to do possibly to the engine. And I know that last year's Breaking Point, which is almost to like Drive to Survive type story mode, they don't have that in this game, which is actually quite a cool like story thing to go through. And then the other thing that they're kind of touting, um, the whole like customizable hub, show off supercars, clothing and accessories and all that kind of stuff and podium pass and things that drivers would access outside of their... Life as 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 an F1 racer and just the racing side of it. I'm worried that 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 is a big red flag or a yellow flag or a double yellow waved flag, uh, for possible mo- like microtransactions, loot boxes, or baby, loot boxes or anything like that. No, so no. they're touting that is the new mode, but I'm just wondering what the actual incentive is to have that and the, like the gameplay loop of wanting to access things in that thing other than like cosmetic style. So, I'm a little bit worried like um I'm not sure if I'll pick it up. I still got last year's title, but uh the appeal of the new tracks and and maybe if the the engine's good and um if it if it runs a bit better, I guess like we've had a, a bit longer on on next gen consoles or current gen what they are now. So, I'll, I'll probably wait a little bit more for reviews. I'm opt optimistic but uh also realistic with what's happened with the changes so okay. we'll
1: see did, did you ever play the new grid game
2: i did not know yeah because
1: that was quite good and that and you liked it grid, grid Legends. yeah was it? and that was code masters apart from the fucking cringy um real life um,
0: yeah the fmv concepts. sequence yeah. things yeah oh yeah. Um, my goodness
1: but you know it was a fun racer so Hey, uh
0: buddy. Um so it's been about a decade since I've played an F1 game and I always found that uh oversteering was my Achilles heel. How'd you find that? Is that is that something that's easy to get hit around these days because surely you've you've had a touch of the oversteering as well? Uh
2: yeah, much much better now. Um Like obviously like... I'm
0: just bad, of course, but yeah, I
2: feel like last year's title, like, there's so many customised, like helping link up with like steer assist, brake assist. Like um, you customise every little bit of thing, activate DRS automatically or pit stops auto or starts auto. So you could kind of just break it down granular like to kind of what you're bad at and good. what you need help with and, and other things that you are slowly progressing at maybe you, you kind of up them or, or drop the assist a little bit. So I feel like you can kind of inch your way to becoming better and, and getting a little bit more used to it.
0: That's what I want to hear. Yeah, driving games are becoming so much more accessible now or approachable.
2: It it actually got to the point where I was in Melbourne for the F1 and they had a simulator set up at Fortress and um, I'm usually terrible at sitting in the the cockpit and um, racing in first person. But my actual, the amount of F1 that I've played, even though it was in third person, I was able to Uh do quite well in first person on a rig compared to what I would normally do. I'm actually hitting you know, laps and not flying off and down gearing, up steering, all that kind of up gearing and all that kind of stuff. So actually having some semi control of the car. So I think just my mind is comprehending racing games and, and the little uh, things that I picked up a lot more now.
0: I love that. And uh, what would you consider playing first person more often? If I had a rig, maybe like playing in that (laughs)
2: rig was like, damn, this is awesome. Like, do I, do I get one? But then it's, you know, cost and how much you're going to use it like you're just going to play one game do you have a setup you're just going to put in a table it's not worth it
0: it's a dream though
2: i could buy another ps5 and then sit it. you know have have a have one upstairs and da- one downstairs
0: <laughs> the other dream <laughs> the
2: other dream
1: yeah. nice all right let's go to off topics now uh we've hit the 90 minute mark so we'll quickly go through these now uh Monday I went and saw Ambulance, a film which somebody mm-hmm. you've you've seen. Um, yeah, wow. Well. Your boy, Jake Gillhall. My boy Jakey G. Um shout out to a big fan of the show. Um I quite liked it. I quite liked it. Uh as I said to you, I think it went from like an eight or maybe I didn't say it to you, went from like a seven and a half like about an eight out uh, to about a six and a half, seven, probably a seven. Towards the Um, end there? It just dragged on a little bit too long. I think it went for me. Have you seen it too? Yeah. Yeah, that last
0: half hour for me was a little bit of a pain. But everything before that was a like, you know, speed 2.0, right? Yeah. It was good. Yeah,
1: yeah, Um, definitely
2: was.
0: Yeah, and,
1: you know, I think the the main three actors were really good. Uh, They had good chemistry.
2: And you alluded to it before, like when we're talking about Grand Theft Auto, it felt like Grand Theft Auto, the movie.
0: Yeah. It's so weird seeing a film like that in a post nine eleven world. Like these guys are just absolutely tearing shit up and it's just, you know, a few cops on the beat might chase them down, but you know, they're not they're not rolling in with the heavy tack or anything. No.
1: It may be one a new payday. Like I, I can tell you.
0: Yeah, I get that. I definitely had I thought of payday while I was watching it. Um
1: No, it was good, yeah. It was Yeah, just that that uh, that, that middle well, the main chase scene just went for like a probably five ten minutes too long of that part, and then just the ending itself maybe took another fifteen minutes too long. Yeah. Um, so if you cut out that twenty minutes, but it was it was it was tense. Like I, I remember watching this, being like, "This is fucking tense. I'm this is crazy.
0: This is." Do, do you reckon Michael Bay had like a remote control for the aerial drones they had? Because fuck is there some aerial drone shots in that <laughs> and so many of them don't really have a purpose like he just wants to fly up the side of a building or fly the, underneath a railing
2: the first bit of the movie gave me whiplash and i was like i was hating this movie like the first 10 minutes Twenty, when in my mind i was like michael bay basically just discovered drones and this is all this movie <laughs> is going to be this is right through
0: the f- movie fucked. he's using them <laughs>
2: Yeah, but so but after that, it, it, it you know the nauseatingly drone shots. Yeah, it you just became that, and yeah, I was glad I came around to the movie. Like the longer it went on, the more I enjoyed it. So,
1: yeah, that was yeah. good. Jackie G was good.
0: So He was having think. fun. He was. He
1: was like a cartoon character. But he was maniacal. He was. It, it if actually, it wasn't for
0: like the PG-13 rating, like America, you just know he would have been snorting coke off screen. Like that <laughs> would be his character. But of course, they had to cut that.
1: Instead, he got um, fire, fire extinguisher on his cashmere, mate. Um,
0: <gasps> oh. <laughs> yeah, that was rough.
1: It, <laughs> it actually makes me want to go and watch uh, Nightcrawler again. Oh, yeah, good banger.
0: choice. Yeah. I. You know what I did? I watched The Rock afterwards and I decided that oh. The Rock's a shit film. At least it hasn't held up as well as I thought it did. That's just me. I was watching that. And I was like, man, this is tacky as. But you can see where, like how far he's come. Like He's definitely got his style and he's maintained it. Mm. But I feel like An Ambulance was a, a much better film.
1: Yeah, that no, was good. Um, Anything else we can share? I'm, go- I'm going to see The Northman tomorrow, which Buddy is seeing. Ooh. Fuck yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I saw it. it. Was I loved it? Okay. Um, I probably won't say m- much more about it yep. if you're going to see
1: it and spoil it. But yeah, is I heard there are credits at the end. Is there a post-credit scene? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. No, and if there is, I'm <laughs> fucking staying around for it.
3: There's a pre credits movie though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's that one? The Northman. Oh Um. Yeah. So, any anybody watched anything anything
0: else? Um, me and April, April and I went to go, we went to the IMAX. It was my first time going to an IMAX. We saw everything everywhere all at once. Oh, yes.
2: oh fuck yeah. It
0: was good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Wouldn't, you know, I'd be very reticent to say anything to anyone about it other than, you know, it's a ride, enjoy, uh, but... <laughs> But IMAX, it, it wasn't, you know, I, did we, we the first thing April and I said when we left, it was like, we didn't need to see that in IMAX, and then, but we very much enjoyed it. So, you know, it's it's one of those films that I think a lot of people should enjoy, but by no means go all out on IMAX. Just see it in a comfy cinema that you enjoy. A huge screen, like a huge, huge screen, I didn't think added a whole heap to it. Nice. But I had a lot of fun. I, I think it's going to be the one of the films that we'll be talking about later in the year. Solid. Jordan, you got anything or? No,
3: not really.
1: Fair enough. (laughs) Well, Well. shall we call it?
3: No, let's keep going for another Uh, hour.
2: Also see unbearable weight of massive talent with Nicolas Cage. I won
0: tickets for that.
2: Fucking fantastic. It is an instant Nicolas Cage classic. Um, It almost like bordered the line between being too self-aware and cheesy, but I feel like it like, was just perfect
0: hey quick quick question before we wrap up so um so I, i've got a couple of tickets to go see that i want to watch a couple of cage movies beforehand uh, I've rewatched uh the rock name me three films that you'd suggest watching beforehand the wicker, man. The, <laughs> um, the wicker man <laughs>
2: i don't know like uh possibly based on the film or just in general
0: I'd say based on the film actually because I'm I'm curious. I want I want to go in prepared for the film. Like cuz I know there's going to be some Oh, maybe
2: a young cage movie like Raising Arizona or something. Yeah, 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 um, yep. Con Air.
0: Yeah, yep, got that you've one ready to go. Rock,
2: you've seen The Rock already. And then possibly something Kickass.
0: Uh, I got that one decent. with like the, the Scorsese one with De Niro, but that's probably a bit too left film.
2: Yeah, um, hey, watch that like yeah. Or Mandy for a good time?
0: Yes. Yeah, I need to rewatch that one.
2: Don't know how relevant it is into this film, but yeah, if you want to get That's just still a
0: good Mandy. Right? <laughs> and uh, maybe so I could watch Pig Boy next time we chat to him. Yeah, happy.
1: Pig's great as well. Tell you what, if you watch Snake Eyes, I'll watch Pig. Snake Eyes is fucking
2: fantastic. I haven't seen I've got Snake that on Eyes. DVD and buy me. <laughs> Do you? He's a cartoon character, bro.
1: What? Nicolas Cage. Oh. Yeah, he's a wild... Anyway, um... is that it? Are we calling it? Yeah, go for it, mate. All right. Uh, thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. You can check out all the content on www.well-played.com.au, buddy. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure and an honor to have you on. Where can people find you on social media?
2: At Twitter, uh, on Twitter, sorry, at Buddy Watson twelve uh, Radio Watson uh, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, all good, good podcast services, and uh, over on Twitch at Buddy Watson.
1: Leave a review, subscribe, like, share, do all that stuff for our gorgeous man. You don't have to, I don't
2: care.
1: I do, (laughs) I care. Do it for me.
2: Yeah, go (laughs) listen to Zach's episode where he discusses the uh, origins of well-played.
1: Please do. It's a a great... It is a good chat, actually. It's a good time. All right, cool. Nathan, Jordan. Farewell. Farewell. Ciao. Nice.